Hey everybody, David Solomon here with you in beautiful Vancouver, BC, where I am, you know, I'm here on a business trip traveling away, but my friend Stuart is back in Florida. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us today. So it's on me. It's on me today to be with you, to talk to you about, you know, to today's rant. And, you know, the crazy thing is that so often, so often, there is something that drives us all crazy. And one of the things that drives me crazy, and, and I get some people would say, you know, it's, you know, it's your, it's your, you know, why are you obsessing with the United Nations? Well, I'll tell you why I'm obsessing with the United Nations. I'm angry at the United Nations because the United Nations has turned into this useless body. And when you think about it, the United Nations was built, the idea, the premise of the United Nations was built on a great concept. Flawed, yes, but a great concept. Let's go back. If we think of the League of Nations, when it was supposed to be founded in 1918, World War I, the winning powers were brought in together to work as a collective for the greater good of the world. Now, a problem with that is that, one, the United States did not join the League of Nations. Uh, that was a problem. Number two, when you're just putting in the winners, which is England, France, um, and the rest of the other countries – you know, at the end of the day, the winners write history, the winners control the world. And we saw that that whole thing, that whole 20-year experiment collapsed. We got World War II. At the end of World War II, the powers realized that they had to, the United Nations had to be part, comprised of the United States. The U.S. had to be part of the U.N., especially as being a new emerging superpower. And the idea that the U.N. was going to invite other countries, Japan, Germany, Italy, Spain, the rest of the countries who kind of faltered in the war, they would eventually be brought in as equals and to create a body of equals. That was the cool part of the United Nations. But it got flawed because when you create a world where every country is treated equally, and I put that in quotation marks, you create like go back to high school. Everybody in high school was an equal. But when you create power gangs, now you have a problem, and that's exactly what's become of the United Nations, where it becomes a series of gangs that gang up on other countries. And the one country that gets singled out regularly in the United Nations, and it's a proof positive why the UN is a flawed body, the state of Israel. Why am I talking about it today? What is the relevance? Folks, we're reaching the 20th anniversary of the first racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance conference in Durban, South Africa, that took place from August 31st to September 8th, 2001, right before September 11th. Don't know about the coincidence behind that, but think about what I'm just saying here. Now, in that conference, the idea, the premise of that conference was, and through and through, what a great idea. Let's talk about racism, xenophobia, intolerance. What a phenomenal idea. And countries from all over the world came in for this wonderful event. But it quickly turned into the greatest, pardon the expression, shit show man could ever put on there. Why? Because the only country that was talked about single-handedly was the state of Israel. That's right. It rev they revolution that Zionism is racism. 
They used false and hostile allegations to legitimize Israel. They brought in speakers to talk about how bad Israel was. It was the only item on the agenda. They brought back Zionism equals racism. They passed out copies of the Prodigals of the Elders of Zion. Now, if you don't know what that book is about, that was a book written in the 19th century where you were talking about how the Jews are trying to take over the world, that there was these powerful Jews who met at a cemetery and plotted the overthrow of the world. Henry Ford distributed that out to his employees back in the turn of the century. I mean, we're talking about a document that was laced with racism. And it was given out as if it was a factual document. Holocaust denials emerged. More and more and more and more stuff came through about Israel's war crimes, quote unquote. Their human rights violations. Terms like apartheid popped up. And yet it only, the language explicitly condemned Israel for its, quote, foreign occupation. Now, countries walked out of this. Canada, United States, of course, Israel. But it was a disgusting situation where none of the countries were listed. Now, who participated? Iran, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. You want to talk about the criminals laying down the justice? I mean, ridiculous. This was 20 years ago. Not that long ago. Fast forward 10 years, let's have an anniversary. 2011, right? The United Nations will host a General Assembly in New York City to mark the 10th anniversary because we're talking about the World's Conference in 2001 held in Durban, South Africa. And again, as was done in 2001, the vile, disgusting language reemerged and in fact was reemphasized. The, the great Prime Minister Stephen Harper was the first, the first global leader to intentionally skip the conference. He said there's no circumstances that we're going to be there. At the time, Canadian Minister of Citizenship and Immigration and Multiculturalism, Jason Kennedy, applauded his decision to boycott this disgusting conference. I mean, reality was when you're bringing in the Iranian president to be a guest speaker, you know where we're going. Other countries pulled out as well. And yet the conference went on. And once again, they re-emphasized Israel's illegitimacy. Why am I bringing this up? Because guess what is happening soon? That's right. They want to do the 20th anniversary. That's right. The anniversary of this absolutely disgusting conference. And you're going to be the UK, Hungary, Austria, the Netherlands, and the Czech Republic. France are among 11 states boycotting. Why? Let's just go over this all over again. The inmates running the asylum. It will be the shit show that is anti-Semitism. That is the hate fest. That is the disgust.
disgusting, vile nature that is. Next, that when you want to take attention off of yourself, put it onto somebody else. China's great at that. Pakistan, Libya. I mean, you know, only the United Nations can have a human rights council. And by the way, it's the current human rights council, which includes absolutely human rights lovers like Bangladesh, Cameroon, China, Cuba, Indonesia, Libya. These are countries on the current Human Rights Council. Pakistan, okay, the Re Russia, Sudan, Venezuela. I mean, this is what I mean by the inmates running the asylum. The UN needs to be completely, completely eliminated. Believe me, I'll give you one example. The UN Refugee Agency, right? This is their their goal is to help refugees to get resettled, to find a home. They're doing that with the Afghani refugees, Sudan and South Sudan. It's all over the website. Go look, check it out. Right now, over half a million people have been displaced by the violence in Afghanistan so far. They are a body that's mixed to help refugees to find a home. But there's also a UN agency called UNRWA, which is the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine refugees in the Near East. This body's been around for decades. But the mandate is different. Their mandate isn't to resettle refugees. Their mandate is to embarrass the state of Israel by using the Palestinians as pawns in this game. They, the United Nations, want to embarrass Israel and single them out. There have been countless resolutions against Israel. The United States may have vetoed or boycotted or whatever doesn't matter. The show goes on at the United Nations. And proof positive right now is that they're going to do it all over again next month. Now, I'm happy to see countries like France and Canada and the United States and several others boycotting this conference. But yet it won't matter because racism prevails. The name of this conference is so vile, right? Let me remind you of the name of the conference. The UN World Conference Against Racism, Racial Discrimination, Xenophobia, and Related Intolerance. What it should be called is the Anti-Israel Show, hosted by the world's most egregious countries, that could care less about racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, related intolerance. You don't believe me about these countries? Look up how they treat the LGBTQ communities. Look how these countries treat non-citizens on a religious basis, on a citizenship basis. I could care less what you do. Do your homework, people.
check it out. And you know what you're going to find? The inmates are running the asylum at the United Nations. While the U.S. has a veto, and the U.S. could kibosh a lot of things, there are things that the General Assembly put it forward, like these conferences, like UNRWA, like what happens at UNESCO. I mean, the UN is now working with other bodies to rewrite Judeo-Christian history in Israel, citing that the Palestinians were there now even before, I mean, before Abraham. I mean, let's talk about reinventing history. And the UN is complicit in helping this. So when you create these types of conferences and have their anniversaries every 10 years, how exciting is it? They're not talking about real affairs. You put the lipstick on the peg here. You called it a conference against racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance. What it is, is the UN World Conference against the state of Israel, against the existence of the state of Israel, against the values of the state of Israel, against everything that Israel stands for. Not the hatred perpetuated by so many of these Arab countries, Muslim countries, not the hate spewed and the violence and the terrorism spewed by Iran, by Pakistan, by the anti-Semitic tropes done still in Eastern European countries, in Russia, in the Ukraine, in South America. None of that matters. That's only anti-Semitism. But what about the Uyghurs in China, which I've ranted about in the past? that have gone quiet? What about the Armenians who are being systematically eliminated? What about the Coptic community in Egypt being systematically annihilated? No, 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 no. The only country that's egregious in this case is the state of Israel. We've heard it. There's a conference to it. And so if all the inmates come in and tell the world, then it must be true. It's a sad day, ladies and gentlemen, because the world is unified in hate. It's unified in singling out one country that stands for more than what it is. I'm not saying you can't criticize the state of Israel. Don't get me wrong. I've said this numerous times. No country is perfect and is, you know, oblivious of criticism. But the difference between criticism and cast its people into the water. There's a difference between criticism and explaining that history is wrong and that we're rewriting history to suit a narrative. Israel apartheid state is flawed. I'm not going to get into that. Check it out. Zionism is racism. Flawed. Palestinians have no rights. Arabs have no rights in Israel. Flawed. But you will never hear that at the United Nations. And sadly, it is one of the many reasons, but the key reason why I believe the United Nations needs a reset, needs to be come up. And not physically, I'm not talking about blowing the building. I'm talking about a reset of what it should stand for and how it should be run. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the rant for today. Catch us on all of our favorite podcasts. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. TheRantNetwork.com. We love 
your answers to our questions. We love when you send us your opinions. We love to hear from you. Can't wait to check you out again when I'm back in Montreal, when I'm back in Florida. We look forward to speaking to you soon. Stay well and stay safe.